Business Podcast with me, Lauren Snell, where we take the lessons from evidence-based academic research, most particularly involving the brain, behavioral, and organizational sciences, and translate them in a way that is accessible for leaders and organizations. As always, make sure to follow us on Twitter, at brain biz and LinkedIn, or else we look forward to your feedback and comments by email to laurie at brainforbusiness.ie. While we have previously explored the question of narcissism and the dark triad of personality traits on the Brain for Business podcast, the question of how narcissistic leaders impact on overall organizational performance is something we are yet to consider in great detail. Yet, this is exactly what our guests today, Professor Thanos Ferrusis and Professor Pietro Perotti, examined in a recent paper by comparing the perceived levels of narcissism of university vice-chancellors to the context of the overall performance of their universities. Professor Thanos Ferrusis is a professor in sustainable finance at Valeric Business School and associate editor at the Journal of Futures Market and the European Journal of Finance. In his research, he's interested in understanding behavioral biases and decision-making in finance, especially with respect to departures from the classic rational expectations theory. He also works on artificial intelligence applications in finance, especially in applications involving machine learning and robo-advising. Professor Pietro Perotti is an associate professor at the University of Bath. Pietro researches the capital market consequences of accounting information, financial reporting quality, and market microstructure. His work has been published in a range of leading journals, as indeed has the work of Thanos. Gentlemen, you are both very welcome to Brain for Business. Thank you, Lawrence. Thank you. To start with, could you perhaps tell us a little about your research, what, what you researched, and indeed how you actually did it? Okay, great. Um, thank you for the question, Lawrence. Um, so to, to, put the, to put the research in a bit of context, over the last 30 years, the UK has undergone major transformations and expansions. So um, a few of these things uh, go back to 1985. And what we see now in the UK, at least, is that we've got the management uh, who are now sort of um, effectively, they've emerged as UK vice chancellors by management is what I mean by management is they've emerged as chief executive officers as well as chief academic officers. So what we have is we've got the proliferation now of effectively dozens of knowledge performance indicators against which the vice chancellors are now assessed. And we also have the development of university performance rankings, whether these are either some of these are government performance indicators. Some of them are student-led performance indicators, but we also have the proliferation of performance indicators uh, from newspapers, websites, etc. So within this context, then, we also know that there is destructive leadership and destructive leadership, as the word says, it might have potentially devastating consequences for the firm uh, because we're still in a corporate environment. Um, so what we're looking to do here is we actually took the most important destructive leadership characteristic, which is narcissism. Uh, narcissism is defined as a personality disorder that uh, effectively a narcissist combines grandiosity, attention seeking, and an unrealistic inflated set view of themselves, effectively uh, a general lack of ethics and a general lack of regards for others. 
and we took these important destructive leadership characteristics and the question effectively we asked is whether the vice-chancellor narcissism, whether this affects the university performance. So that's effectively the context of what we did. Now, how we did it, uh, we effectively relied on hand-collected data for the entire population of UK, UK universities, and that's approximately 133 universities. And we also hand-collected data on vice-chancellor characteristics as well as university characteristics. So we're talking about more or less 260, 261 uh, vice-chancellors of a period of 10 years. And then we sort of ask ourselves, okay, how do we identify a potential effect of vice-chancellor narcissism or, you know, by vice-chancellor, you know, for those who hear us outside the UK, I'm talking about university presidents here, okay? And we sort of said, okay, how do we identify a potential link between vice-chancellor narcissism and university performance? We effectively used an econometric method called difference-in-difference regression analysis, and we relied on a set of samples where we have universities appointing vice-chancellors, but they're switching from a a vice-chancellor that effectively uh, has scores low in the narcissism spectrum, but they now appoint a vice-chancellor that scores high in the narcissism spectrum. And we compare those universities with others that they've still you know, changed vice-chancellors, but now uh, they've changed the vice-chancellor with a low narcissism level, uh, with a vice-chancellor with, again, a no narcissism level. No, narcissism is a spectrum, so it's a continuum. Um, so we're actually looking at the top quartile and we're comparing it with the bottom quartile of narcissism. And um, that's how we've conducted our uh, research, actually. So how, how did you how did you actually assess the, the narcissism of, of, of each of the, the, the vice-chancellors you looked at? Because I, I'm guessing... They, you couldn't get them to sit down and fill in a survey, or, uh, or so. How did you actually uh, assess that that element? Okay, thank you for the question. Um, yes, we actually used the validated narcissism measure, which is the size of the signature of that individual over, um, so sort of effectively, sort of um, over the number of letters contained in the surname of that individual. When I give presentations about this topic, the best thing, uh, the best example I can give is, and everyone starts googling it, is I say check the number, uh, check the uh, signature size of uh, Donald Trump, and you know exactly <laughs> what I mean. So that's a that's a validated measure in the psychology literature. It has been used in the corporate governance literature, but not in the context that we were looking at. Okay, so the the larger the signature, essentially, the more narcissistic the um, the, the leader is perceived to be. Yes, S- standardized over the number of letters in the in the surname of that individual. Yes. Okay, G- given that that you both and your co-authors are all currently employed at or, or by universities, what what in particular motivated this piece of research? Our research is, uh, I would say, mainly motivated by the major transformation of the higher education system in the UK in um, uh, the last two decades. And this is the result of a marketization and expansion of the industry. And in this system, like Thanos introduced earlier, vice chancellors have a role which is similar to that of a CEO. And it's a unique role which encompasses both managerial and uh, academic aspects. And in addition, our study is motivated by the high level of contestation of the higher education sector. 
including um, a debate on the pay of the top management. And this high level of contestation was exacerbated in uh, uh, the post-pandemic period. Okay, and so it was, it was to, to try and understand what, what has happened there o- over that time. So what what were the key findings then in, in terms of the, the impact of these leaders on uh, university performance? So effectively, um, we're reporting one key finding here. And as I said, we used the difference in difference regression analysis to identify the cause and effect of that relationship. And we looked at three types of university performance. We first of all looked at the research performance using the research assessment exercise data. And then we looked at teaching performance using the national student satisfaction scores. But we also looked at hybrid measures of university performance, such as the Guardian University ranking scores. Um, Across all measures of university performance, we saw that when a university appoints highly narcissistic vice chancellor, that leads to a substantial deterioration in research and teaching performance, as well as league table performance. So what sort of numbers are we talking about? Effectively, we we split the sample in new and old universities because of the higher education, 1992 Higher Education Act. Um, we have a two-tier university system, effectively research intensive and teaching intensive universities in the UK. So when we split the sample, we see, let's say for the appointment of a high narcissistic VC, is more or less associated with a drop of approximately 16 places in research performance for new universities and nine places for all universities. So we're talking about major changes here, really, sort of a, a very big drop in performance. What explains the, those findings then? We identify two potential mechanisms which might explain our results. The first mechanism is related to excessive financial risk taking. Specifically, we find that financial risk substantially increases with vice chancellor narcissism. And we measure financial risk using an index of financial security, which is provided by the Higher Education Statistical Agency for UK universities. The second mechanism which might explain our results is related to empire building strategies implemented by narcissistic vice chancellors. And we measure empire building strategies based on the expenditures of the universities. We find that our proxies of empire building strategies are positively associated with vice chancellor narcissists. So to sum up, we find evidence that highly narcissistic vice chancellors are more likely to take excessive financial risk and to implement empire building strategies. This might lead to a decrease in university performance. Given the, the those points that, that you make there, Pietro, and and I guess also the the points that you made, Thanos, about the the decline in, for example, league table rankings and and so on. This may be a silly question, but why is this important? Surely, you know, we need different types of leaders at different times in a an organization's evolution and, and growth. So why ultimately are these findings important? Okay, so thank you, uh, Lawrence, for the question. Just to give you um, an idea of the contribution of the higher education sector in the UK. Um, so we're talking about uh, universities are research and economic powerhouses. Just in England, their economic contribution is of the higher education sector is approximately 95 billion. Uh, They appoint 
um, approximately 250,000 staff and indirectly they support over 100,000 jobs in the UK. Well, we're talking about two and a half million students and the UK education sector is, only, is second only to the US sector. So we're talking about, as I said, research and economic powerhouses here. Universities in the UK, um, they also fulfill a public service by promoting educational research. Our findings effectively highlight the destructive consequences of narcissistic leadership in the UK, in the higher education sector. They really emphasize how important leadership selection is. And besides, what we're also showing in the paper is narcissistic leadership is... Uh, is sort of is first of all um, goes beyond any university characteristics. So it sort of it uh, it works across all universities we've looked at. But also it also highlights how important corporate governance is or university governance in this case in mitigating some of the negative uh, effects of narcissistic leadership. The, the the thought that comes to mind uh, as you're both speaking uh, and. I, I fully, you know, understand and, and accept the, the the importance and the revel, relevance of, of of the findings. But gi- given, you know, the, the the size of universities and the fact that you know vice chancellors are are just one person, uh, but but also that they're only in position for you know a limited time. You know, even if it is a a, a number of, of years, surely the the impact of that one person shouldn't be. You know, so oversized, if you like. Surely, that there are other factors that would also play into it. Yes, thanks. Um, we expect vice chancellors to have a prominent effect on university performance, even if universities are of large size, and even if uh, vice chancellors remain in power only for a limited period of time. As a result of the uh, transformation in the UK university system. Uh, we talked about earlier, vice chancellors are chosen on the basis of how well they perform against uh, key performance indicators. And accordingly, they have strong incentives to influence um, university performance as measured through these uh, uh, key performance indicators. And in line with these expectations, we exp- uh, we observe a substantial effect on research and teaching performance as well as uh, league table performance. Okay, so it's you know there there is that uh, oversized impact, but given that you've just looked at universities in the the, the UK, is this perhaps just a a UK specific problem, if you like, or actually do you think it would also be found the same result or the same findings would also be found in other countries around the world? Yes, absolutely. We, we we believe strongly that our results have um, global implications. I mean, um, obviously, there are studies set in the UK, um, in the UK higher education sector. However, we know that the role of VCs in the US is conducted by university presidents. And, you know, we already know that um, last week it wasn't a particularly good week uh, for some presidents in the US. And there has been um, accusations of narcissistic behavior, even though there hasn't been any research about it. And also the UK high education system is replicated across the world. I mean, we can see that in Australia, New Zealand and India, um, African countries, they've replicated the same setup effectively. And also on top of that, we, you know, the mechanism we're examining and the pivotal role of university governance in keeping universities presidents in check 
these are very important contributions that have widespread generalizability, not in the UK alone or not just in the high education sector alone, but across sectors and across countries. And just to, to be clear for, for anyone listening back, uh, the, the podcast is being recorded in December 2023. So the events of last week was the appearance in front of the US Congress of the um, presidents of Harvard, MIT and the University of Pennsylvania to discuss allegations of, of anti-Semitism. And that's obviously uh, continued on, on since then. So it is something that it does have significant impact, but obviously those three uh, university presidents were outside the scope of your research, so we can't comment specifically on, on, on them. But but at the end of your your comments there, you were saying that you you feel that these findings would also apply more broadly into other other sectors um, and 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 other fields, business, not for profits, etc. Is that fair? Do you think? Uh, yes, I. I... I would say that uh, regarding uh, other types of organizations, uh, um, the effect of uh, the narcissism of the executives on fair performance is uh, uh, an empirical question. Uh, there's a wide body of research which examines the effects of executive narcissism in uh, other types of organizations. And uh, uh, on the one hand, narcissistic leaders are seen as bold, charismatic and innovators, which could improve uh, performance. On the other hand, narcissism is considered as one of the most prominent traits of uh, destructive leadership. In addition, narcissism has been found to be associated with unethical behavior and highly narcissistic individuals have been found to be more likely to commit fraud and white collar crimes. So in sum, again, we would say that the effect of uh, leadership narcissism in other types of organizations is an empirical question. So, so I guess if if we think about the the the, the practical I implications, on the one hand, for universities, they should, and probably for all organizations, really, they should be trying to assess the narcissism of potential leaders before they 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 employ them. Is that? You know, for, from an organizational perspective, is that a, a key, I guess, lesson that they should take from your research? Effectively. I mean, <clears throat> we start the paper by sort of, a, we, we have two quotes one at the beginning of the paper. One of them says, when the dust is daunting, the pressure is on and the world is watching, so narcissists rise to the challenge. Uh, meaning that, as Pietro said, um, narcissists are charismatic, they're bold leaders, they risk aver they sorry, the risk takers, and they're seen as innovators. So the take-home message of this paper is not to stop appointing narcissistic leaders. At the end of the day, this is not possible because we know there's research that says narcissists tend to do better in interviews than non-narcissists, let's say. Um, so we know that narcissists effectively will remain narcissists. The take-home message of this paper is effectively for recruitment agencies, policymakers, university boards, uh, from uh, when we were working with the base paper, we sort of went, you know, went into depth to sort of to look at the recruitment of the leadership um, of university presidents, effectively, in the UK and others uh, and other countries. And usually the recruitment of vice chancellors is run by university councils, which are then assisted by committees for the selection of those uh, vice chancellors or senior academic staff. Now, our results suggest that they should take into account not just narcissism, 
but the whole spectrum of narcissist or the whole sorry the whole spectrum of destructive leadership characteristics when they appoint vice chancellors we know that um those committees do take tend to effectively assess those characteristics for middle uh, and so sort of low for middle management roles but they don't really tend to do it for higher management roles so what we're actually emphasizing here is first of all that the selection committee should place more emphasis on effectively uh, measuring um, characteristics, sort of uh, uh, leadership characteristics of those individuals. That would be something that can be done relatively easily at the selection process. And then second, we're emphasizing that universities should strengthen their governance uh, in ways that they will be able to manage destructive leadership practices, whilst also, as we mentioned, taking advantage of some of the qualities uh, qualities that narcissists bring to the table. As I said, we cannot stop narcissists from being narcissists. At the end of the day, they, they bring in qualities in an organization that can be very beneficial for the long-term growth of that company, or in our case, the university. And I guess if that's the lessons for organizations, what about the lessons for the leaders that themselves? On the one hand, I, I could almost take it from your research that if, if destructive leadership characteristics and traits are, are bad for the organization, then maybe the flip side of that would be a more humble approach to, to, to leadership. But at the same time, if I wanted to be really, really cynical um, and, and think about uh, you know someone who was extremely narcissistic, perhaps the lesson that they might take is take from the research is I'm going to make sure that when it matters, my signature is smaller so that I can sort of come in unobserved and get to where I want to be anyway. Or am I just um, being, as I said, far too cynical? I'm not sure. I mean, um, <clears throat> we're not psychologists. So I don't really, as I, uh, <laughs> my understanding of narcissism is that, you know, you can't really do much to actually change um, your, um, your that characteristic. Um, you can reduce sort of, um, you know, uh, shrink the size of your signature, but I'm sure there will be other ways that uh, people might find out, as they have done in the corporate governance literature to measure narcissism in practical manners. Let's say the size of someone's um, of a CEO's photograph at a financial report, let's say these are this is another way of measuring narcissism. Um, so I think the 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 take home message is not that narcissists will have to do um, can do anything about sort of to um, you know to remedy some of these uh, characteristics. I think the take home message is for others to try and manage uh, those characteristics. Pietro, did you want to comment on on that as well? Yes, I I agree with Tana. So the uh, it's um it's useful to have also um, uh, other ways of assessing uh, narcissists. But yeah, it's interesting that uh, they might be aware of of the size of their signature as a as a measure of narcissism. And uh, if if they're a smart narcissist, maybe that's something that they will uh, that, that they will play with. If people wanted to find out more about your research, is there anywhere in particular they could go? Yes. So the paper has been published in Research Policy, which is an academic journal mainly focused on the relation between innovation, technology, and research. And the paper is available online. Our findings have also been discussed in several media outlets, for example, the Times Higher Education and Research Professional News.
In addition, they've been uh, discussed extensively in social media. To know more about uh, all of our research, you can look at our university web pages, of course, and also our uh, LinkedIn profiles. That sounds great. And I will, of course, make sure to put links to all of those points that you mentioned into the uh, show notes. Thanos Verusis of uh, Valeric University and Pietro Perotti of the University of Bath. Thank you very much for your time. It's been great speaking to you. Thanks, Lawrence. Thank you, Lawrence. Thank you, Lawrence.